Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome to Daddy vs. Doctor. Here are your hosts, pediatrician Dr. Scott Cohen and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. What's up, everybody? Sebastian Maniscalco along with Dr. Cohen, Daddy vs. Doctor. Today we have a, a really cool episode. We are playing Operation today. Which uh, you can guess who's good at it. You could see who thinks better, yeah. me or Dr. Cohen. We have two guests today: yep. Craig Melvin and Lizzie Lindsay uh, Zarniak. That's it. Just didn't even have cue cards on that. Off the top of my head, Huberman Lab podcast about memory. Watch it. We have a woman calling in. Toothpaste yep. is a problem. Hard to, hard to get them to brush their teeth. Yes, drinking a lot of milk. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we played Operation. We played Operation. <laughs> we also have, we a, do? have a call from Dr. Cohen's estranged father. Tune in. <laughs> All right. Time for another mailbag. Mailbag. You should, you should sing it too. We're going to jump right in to the bag. All right. My eight-year-old still has multiple invisible friends. Should I be concerned or is this normal and okay? This is Tina from Grand Island. She says, also, I've been listening to your show since the beginning and I'm a big fan and wanted to raise a topic that is heavy, but I feel it's so important. What, this? Yeah. That's, what, yeah. that's heavy? Well, that's she. That's what she wrote in. I just read what I'm given. Do you have an invisible friend? Do you still have an invisible friend? <laughs> you know I'm here. Okay. I, I, <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? Like if it was like that movie. Like we do like 50 episodes, and you watch them all back, and I was never here. Just how we start. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do you have an invisible friend? Not. No, I didn't. Yeah. But not having a degree in pediatrics and not knowing anything about invisible friends, eight years old, and when I hear that, I hear, oh, that might be a little too old to be having invisible friends. Am I somewhat right? No, I mean, actually, it's actually very normal still at this age. You're right in the sense that the peak of imagination, when imagination first goes wild in kids' heads, is typically around the age four, three to four. That's when you start hearing about, like, monsters in the closet and, you know, uh, afraid of the dark and you know, imaginary friends and things like that. But it can continue after, even in this age. I think it can be a really good thing, right? You, you always have somebody to talk to play with, you're using your imagination. Um, I think it becomes pathologic. If it was much older, let's say over 12, you would start thinking about, okay. Um, Also, there's a social stigma probably around older kids who are talking about invisible friends around their their other friends. Um, But it's really how much is affecting their daily life. Are you unable to do your normal activities because your invisible friend is the invisible friend telling you to do things that you shouldn't be doing? Mm -hmm. That's when you think medically other things are going on. But if it's a fun thing, you didn't, you didn't have anybody. No, my my daughter had, uh, when she was three years old, she had an invisible friend and her name was tampons. Right. Okay. Uh, 
She's like, tampons is not coming over. Mm-hmm. I think she picked up on my wife saying I need a tampon. Next thing you know, she's got an invisible friend named Tampons. Right. Me, I was ready to take her into a... To me. To you going, yeah. is this normal? But uh, Tampons came and went. Yeah. And we haven't heard uh, anything out of her, nor our son Caruso when it comes and, to... And a lot of kids, as they get older, they actually know the imaginary friend's not real, but it allows an escape for them. And as a parent, you treat them like any other friend, especially at younger ages. You can ask them what their name is, where what they're doing what you're playing with them. Oh, can I play too? Let's give tampon something, a drink. Well, it's funny because we often said, um, how can we never get to meet tampons? Yeah, bring her and to dinner. She, she would say, well, tampons is in Florida. Huh. Or then we went to Florida. I go, oh, we're going to meet tampons. She's like, well, no, tampons in North Carolina. Like, so tampons was constantly moving around yeah. the country because, I don't know, I, I found it like it was pretty smart for her to say that it is. it's great she's not where we're gonna be right. because deep down she knows that this person don't, don't even exist no, right it is i mean my favorite quote albert einstein imagination's more important than knowledge it's a very oh, smart wow. didn't learn that in school <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh i just i just really see the disparity in in education when i get together with you because you know things and you we could recall things that you learned no, in the college. Einstein quote is like every poster you buy on the Again, no, you didn't buy that poster. You know what posters I, I had my on room. my wall? What was in your Walter room? Payton. Oh not right. Einstein. Got okay. It. I had Walter Payton, Michael <laughs> Jordan, and then remember Farrah Fawcett, that that shot with her yeah, half top on yeah. your ceiling. I had that in many places uh-huh. throughout the house. <laughs> With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Good. Welcome to Daddy vs. Doctor. I'm Dr. Scott Cohen. This is Sebastian Maniscalco. Nice to meet you both. Nice to see you. Um, so we got a brushing the teeth issue in the home. Yes. So my son's 17 months old and um, dental hygiene is not high on his priority list. <laughs> so now he has most of his teeth and the pediatrician told us that we're supposed to be brushing his teeth, but he won't let us even get the brush in there. So what we've resorted to is my husband holds him down and we try to pry his mouth open to get the brush in there, but that lasts about two seconds. And um, now I think he's like terrified of the toothbrush. So my question is, how important is it for them to be brushing their teeth? Is there something else I can be doing? I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, this is a hard one because it's that balance of trying to get in there but not making it a miserable experience that he hates it for the rest of his life. What do you got? It's right. a tough one. There's a way, this, is, this is probably not what we should be following, but this is the way I'm looking at it. He's getting... New teeth, right? I knew you were going to say that. So the teeth are going to fall out. Right. If they're rotten, they're rotten. Right. 
And he's going to get brand new ones. So what are we all hyped up about brushing teeth for? You don't want cavities because cavities, yes, you're going to lose the baby teeth, but you still, if they're big cavities, they can be painful. They can lead to infections. You have to get anesthesia. got to get them removed. But it, you're right. I mean, this age group from the 18 month, the two and a half year can be, it's sort of like a WWE wrestling match. You know, I just try to find something that makes it fun, like make it part of the bath routine where you give it to him to play, or even if he has like a sponge or a washcloth he likes that, you know, you can make a game that he rubs his teeth and then you take your fingers and do it. I mean, it's it's for the hygiene, but it's also to get him used to it over time because you're right. I mean, am I really worried something bad's going to happen right now? No. And if kids are getting something rubbed against their teeth once a day, every once in a while, you're lucky. So making it part of the nighttime routine, having – you know, your recommended dental visits. So, which is crazy because the, the pediatric dentists have to see kids at the worst age, right? Where their mouth is, is clammed shut and they're screaming and all they do want, want to do is look in there and brush. But I think just finding a way, is there something in your bath routine that he really enjoys that you can incorporate into playing with his mouth? Um, I mean, he likes to take, we have like one of those containers that you pour the water in their yeah. head. He likes to take that and pour the water out of the bath. So okay. <laughs> if I can somehow get those down. <laughs> what about flavored? Uh, we we noticed that the flavoring of the toothpaste mm -hmm. sometimes would dictate whether or not they would be more susceptible for us to go in there. So we would kind of take a little dab and go, hey, taste this. They would taste it. And, oh, it's fruity. And then we would kind of introduce the, the, the toothbrush behind that or what have you. Yeah. Uh, are you using like flavored yeah it's like a banana flavored baby toothpaste but he doesn't like it the second it, he tasted it he doesn't want it it doesn't seem like there's that many flavors for them really, i know so. and then they start associating just the fact it's like kids in medicine right as soon as they know you're going to do it it right. doesn't even matter if it was yeah. chocolate syrup they don't want it i think take the onus yeah. off a little bit where it doesn't become a fight because then every time you go to do it it's going to be hard. I think, you know, I usually start with just a washcloth and when you're washing him and then you sort of wash your teeth with the washcloth and then have him mimic, oh, you know, copy mommy and let him do it. And then you try to get in there. At least it gets off the milk residue and it's a stepping stone to trying to get in there. I know. I wish I had a good, good answer. My wife's an orthodontist. It's like a tough one. And it's like sometimes you just want to hold down and do it and get out of there, but you don't want to make it a miserable experience. But every parent goes through the same thing, and somehow we all get our teeth, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't want pine so much over it. Um, I mimic with a stuffed animal, like if there's an animal or a toy he likes, do it on them, things like that. I like your okay. idea of like mommy or daddy doing it, you know, because a lot of times they would ape whatever that we yeah. are doing. Oh, like oh, mommy's doing it. Yeah. Maybe it's okay if I do it, or have him do it to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if he That's does it to you and then you ask, oh, do you want me to do it to you or you do it to yourself? Like, just make it all where it's not about the teeth brushing. It's just part of the whole tub play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And what about like the fluoride? So the, the doctor said that where we live, there's no fluoride in the water supply. So we have to give him fluoride drops. I mean, is that like sufficient on the days that we don't brush and steep. It is. So what we're talking about is in a lot of like LA County has fluoride in their water. So if you're drinking any type of faucet water, you're getting fluoride. So we don't fluoridate 
Um, and we use non-fluoridated toothpaste in kids because they swallow it. And if you get too much fluoride, you can get fluorosis, which leaves spots on your teeth. In areas that don't have fluoride in the water, usually the pediatrician will give a fluoride supplement, yes, which is ample, because in general, we just use either plain water to brush your teeth. And really, the baby toothpaste are really just for taste. It's not for any. Who the hell? Is yeah. drinking LA faucet water. Or any water that's not bottled water. Uh, you're only giving your kids bottled water? Yeah. <laughs> then, <laughs> then I should prescribe your kids some fluoride then. Maybe that's why they have so much decay. Rapid decay. <laughs> Fluoride's a good thing. All right. Well, is is the fluoride in faucet water in LA, does it outweigh all the other crap that's in it? Water's fine out of the faucet. Even, even if you purify it, unless you have like a huge reverse osmosis under the sink, the fluoride stays in. So you could even do like a Brita filter and you'd still oh, get your fluoride okay. in there. All right. Well, All right. I'll start doing that. Um, any other questions here? Well, I guess my other big issue with him is that he's still very picky with his food and he's drinking a lot of milk. So he drinks about half a gallon of milk a day. And I'm told by the doctor that he should half be drinking about three eight ounce bottles. That's, that's too much so, milk. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, 16 to 24 ounces, what your doctor said is right. And actually I never worry about too little because kids love dairy food and I'm going to make a crazy statement for you, but I'd rather him not eat and not drink more milk than not Mm -hmm. eat and you give him more milk because by not eating and you just loading up more milk, then he's never going to eat because you're filling him up on on milk because it's very filling. It's not nutritious, right. it's not a good source of a lot of things. I mean, it's vitamin D, fat, and calcium, but it's not a good source of iron or other things. So I'd limit it to like 24 ounces or less. And if he's not hungry, that's the most typical thing of an 18 month old. They're very picky eaters. That's totally normal. Mm-hmm. There's never been a healthy child since the beginning of time that will starve themselves. Your job is to offer. He decides how much. If he's not hungry, great, go run and play, but don't throw another bottle of milk at him. I see, yeah. yeah. Well, we appreciate okay. you calling in. I like the questions. Love the questions. Yeah. We wish you the best with the toothpaste. And uh, let us know you. if you find something I can yeah. use. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Take Bye. care. Take care. Bye. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one with the toothpaste. You never know if they're going to accept it. They're not going to accept it. And uh, I learned something. I'm giving my kids tap water. Tap water. Everybody, this is uh, one of my favorite segments here on Daddy versus Doctor. This is toy time. Oh, that's good. Toy time, toy time. We uh, take a toy, we play with it, we analyze it. We've we never it seen it. Haven't seen the toy. It's behind me. Mm-hmm. Now, Bring it out. This is one of my favorites. Ooh, I like this game. Operation. Yeah. All right. Grew up on this game. Haven't seen it since the. Late seventies. Right? Were you good at it? Um, actually, I think it was a traumatic experience. If you play this, yeah. right, uh, and it does buzz, and this seems like it's old school. This yeah, is this actually is nice. uh, vintage. Uh, a vintage. All right, let's let's see what we got here. Game. So we basically, got, you put, man, they still got this. They, they got these. They couldn't figure the out wishbone. a wishbone. Do this. You got the wishbone here. Put the the wishbone. Let's do this. We got the, uh, was that the heart? The heart? Heart. Um, what are you looking I'm, for? I'm getting nervous. Why? Oh, here it is. No, 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 no. You got the, you got the funny bone. 
Which is the hardest one to get? You seem like you would have a shaky hand. You can't even get the tweezers out. So, I mean, it's over. There's the uh, heart. I would, I would think the uh, the wishbone would be the hardest the one. Funny bone? The funny bone? Anything that's just a... Uh, butterfly. Where's a butterfly in a person? Oh, butterflies in the stomach. Oh, look at that little play on words. We got the water on the knee. Was that always like that? Did they always say those things? I don't know. I uh, again, Charlie Horse. That's a good one. When I played this game, yeah. it was just turn it on and try and get. Well, did you? Did you? Didn't read. Get the thing going. Didn't read a damn. We got a wrenched ankle. We have the ice cream. Where's the ice cream? Oh, brain freeze. See, I think they changed it. I feel like they have these cute names, but they were just called like oh. brain stuff. What's this one? Is this a tooth? I didn't know you were going to fill up the whole thing. It was just like, okay. just, well, can you do it? Just, Here, can we do it? Something's wrong with this. <laughs> it's screwed in there. Uh, Is it, isn't it screwed in? That's uh, it. We broke it. No, it works. Broke. Can't return the game. We own it. Oh, oh it works. Try it. Okay, what are you going to do? Yeah, get one out. Okay. You're going to check my surgery skills? What am I going to do? Bro, it looks like you got Parkinson's. Jesus Christ. I mean, for a doctor, I don't know. I'm a little more oh, steady. Well, you hear a buzz? I didn't hear anything. Water on the knee. I got it. All right, you try one. Garen, there's no chance you got this. Wait, tell me what you Let's do the Charlie horse. <laughs> <laughs> it scares you when you hit it. It doesn't. Yeah, good, 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 good. Wishbone. Go, wishbone? Wishbone. Wishbone is... I can remove... You know why? Because I remove splinters from kids a lot. What do you got? Go for funny bone. That seems straightforward. It's straight. It's a box. <laughs> for those who aren't watching, Sebastian is saying, oh. <laughs> this is the greatest game ever. This is great. I love the game. It's fabulous. I give it a five out of five. Five out of five. Uh, Lollipops. You know what? Did we get to keep it? it Ages six and up. I, I'm gonna start introducing this to Serafina. I think she would. Yeah, take it home. Give her the the money. What was the money for? Oh, do do it. When we play games, it's yeah. more like for just the the activity of it all. Right. But surgeons make a lot of money, so they should get paid for the removal of the things. Yeah. Uh, five out of five. Love the game. Yeah. Are you a big game guy? Do you play Monopoly, uh, Battleship? with your kids we don't now we do yeah we do like board games it's been a while because they're they're busy but I, we do like when they were younger we played a lot of games with them but i'm trying to think which one like sorry sorry is a great game sorry 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 <laughs> what the hell is that sorry <laughs> do you play sorry <laughs> sorry Sorry, we played a lot of Sorry. Uno, you like Uno card game? Uno? Yeah, we're playing Uno now. Uh, Uno. Uh, what's that one? Uh, boggle, the uh, press and the, the dice pops up. Boggle, is that Boggle or Boggle? Um, and then, uh, yeah, like those type of games. They're fun. I like it. Uh, like so there's do I. a Trivial Pursuit types games, parents versus kids. Trivial Pursuit yeah. is a game that my family did not excel at. We had a family across the street <laughs> who was really educated, and uh, they had like the original yeah. Trivia yeah. Pursuit. We were like, we needed the dummy version. There was a dummy version right? of that. I forget what, you're, and we still sucked. I could only get the green one. Green was science. That was it. You know what those little pieces are called? Mm -hmm. Drop some knowledge. You know what they're called? No. Chits. 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 
You, you get chits. The chits are the little pieces that you win when you get the color. See? Chits. And that's a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. There you have On it. toy Operation. time. joining us today really do appreciate you guys coming on always fun for us as parents what, what do we got going there this is a picture of tom brady from one of his early super bowls i just thought we should take a moment big fan i'm a boston guy born in boston <laughs> big brady fan you know what for me tom brady uh i i, I have a, like a he he's such a good great football player yeah and for me to see yep. him go, I don't know. I I still think this guy's got some gas left in the tank, right? Plus, he's well. Maybe maybe Craig. By the way, you're looking. Maybe you disagree. And uh, but just on his looks alone, don't we need that type of man in the NFL? Yes. yes. Like you mean like good looking? He's like you, stunning. Like good. Listen. Since we're talking about football, and since you're around football, you're journalists, what have you, would you have your son play football? Is this something that you've considered? Uh, these contact sports is this is this is it too dangerous nowadays? Especially coming off, you know, what we saw with Demar Hamlin having a, a heart attack on the field. I mean, what what's the take on this? Well, yeah, our son does play. He plays, but he plays flag football. He's eight years old. Uh, I had a conversation this uh, off-season, if you will, about what's called modified football. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the concept of modified football. I think it may, it may be a Northeastern thing, but the kids wear the helmets and the pads, but they don't hit. But it's it's this sort of uh, step up to like full contact football. They do tackle, right? Yeah, they, Mod- teach, they teach them tackle. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, hard, that's a hard conversation that is still evolving for us, for real, because I think I don't want to speak out of turn but if our son wasn't in love with football the way he is it would be a different conversation i think it would be easier for us to both be like nope because we've seen it i mean i've certainly seen it you've seen it it's there are definite ramifications the reality is sebastian and i've said this before i mean you know we we live in a little town in connecticut no one in this town has gone to the league ever but like we're like no, there's a, she's already hoping. No you one. just ruined it. She, I know she's thinking he's no, going. No one in those town is going to the NFL. Like, you know what? No one's going to win a ring. No one's oh going to go to a hole from my out. And, this, and that's the highlight that they play when our son maybe makes it. <laughs> that's right. That. See, she's already she already has him in the oh NFL. The, the reason I love sports is because of stories like what he's saying. It's like you never think that that could happen. So you're right. Like the odds of it. However, yeah. It does happen on occasion, and I don't know. You think about it, a kid's happy. But I think this is one thing, though. It's gotten it's gotten to be an interesting conversation because flag is seemingly a lot safer. But I don't know that it necessarily is because it matters who's policing it, right? Because modified, they're teaching you how to tackle. The kids are more excited about tackling and getting in there, so they're ready to be more aggressive. But in flag... If you're not policing it, the kids want to tackle. So sometimes I've seen both. I've seen kids get injured in flag and in modified. And so, but also then if you take a step into modified, you're getting them closer to real tackle football. And that's our problem because once we let that happen, you can't get the toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah. So, Austin, you got a little more. Would you, uh, would you let him play? 
I would steer away from that. I mean, that's I never played football growing up, and uh, can't you tell? Obviously. Uh, <laughs> no, I I would like to get him into some type of self defense, maybe some jujitsu classes where he could kind of take care of himself. But like daily pounding and and that type of stuff, I don't know. I I would I would steer away from that. But who you know, like you're saying, your son took a love to football. And who am I to deny him that that opportunity to, to to try it out? So I don't know. You got two girls. You don't really got to worry about it. But um, no, that, well, Aubrey, you know, varsity soccer, soccer. There's a lot of concussions and things. But I think it does. It goes to you know training and who's policing it and making sure you you know you'll have all the right stuff around you. Yeah. Uh, so you you being um, parents of an eight year old son, seven year old uh, daughter. What's the challenges that you guys uh, – do, do you have the same parenting styles? And if you don't or if you didn't discuss that prior to having kids, is there some, like, speed bumps you guys are dealing with? Because uh, I know, for me, I'm more of a disciplinarian and my wife is more yeah. like uh, a little bit more loosey-goosey. Yeah. Our da- well, our daughter is six. She'll be seven in November. Um, I would say that we might mimic what your situation is a little bit, you know. But we're both we're both strict, but in different ways. But Melvin's the one that they're like, "Don't make Dad mad," just because of them. Well, they don't want to disappoint him. I think we, you know, my wife and I, we grew up we grew up very differently. You know, I like so much. No, no, it's pretty different. It's pretty different. <laughs> we already know the answer. <laughs> I grew up in a household where, where discipline was, uh, you know, it was it was swift without question. And at the time, I don't think I appreciated it as much as I do now. But we feared um, God, Jesus, Lawrence Melvin, Betty Melvin in, in that order. Uh, um, and, and so there was, you know, I, I remember vividly, I mean, many times growing up, like I would mouth off, my mother would take whatever was around, whatever was closest and would just throw it mm-hmm. like, and so you had to like dock or you got hit and now child protective services would be called. Yeah. Uh, but back, back then that wasn't the case. And so obviously we don't do that with our children. You know, we, we've never raised a hand. We don't believe in, in corporal punishment. Okay. So, so. If this type of discipline that we grew up with, with maybe a spoon or uh, uh, something flying at our head is no longer deemed acceptable, what are you guys doing for punishment? Like, what's what, what's a punishment at the house? I mean, we have used timeout. You know, not to sound whatever, Sebastian, our kids are knock on wood, like, so far. Like, if we raise our voice and look them in the eye, they change their behavior pretty quickly. Uh, we haven't we haven't had to um, employ some of the same tactics that that our parents used. With, with our son, we can reason with him. Our daughter sometimes really doesn't seem to care as much about consequences. Uh, I find that timeout is the one thing that, but like short increment minutes because it's more about the moment. Like that's something that gets them. But also, for our morning routine, we have a star system. Um, and every few weeks, we kind of refresh this routine because they get bored and then it's not so. But like I will do Dal, our son is very into checklists. He's very much wants to do right. He just he really doesn't want to disappoint you, especially. But I think anyone. But 
So we have this checklist in the morning that's on a grease board and they have to do their certain things. And then if they do them, they get a star, right? They get very upset if they don't get their star before school. But then that system is also problematic because when you when they do something, they don't get the star, then you've got to figure out like, okay, so what are they not getting at the end of the week, right? So I think it's better if you use money and if you incentivize them by like every day you get a star, you get a dollar. So at the end of this week, if you don't have five stars, you're going to get the dollar amount of whatever, or, you know, quarters. Yeah, I mean, no, what do I you think, guys do? I think, well, or, or, or what's the medical opinion? No, I mean, I, I think there should be kid swap. And I would like to send my children to your house. And I would like to see another family discipline them and see if it works. And then your kids come to my house. I think it'd be very interesting. The problem is, I think if my kids were at somebody else's house, they'd probably behave. They yeah. would never, they would never do the things they do to me, right? But what's interesting, what you're saying is that they, your kids want to do right. Like they want to, like you mentioned, impress you or, you know, don't want you to be angry at them, which is a good thing because then underlying all this, they, they want to do the good behavior. But I think incentives are good, but I agree with you both ways, right? Something given, but also something taken away. So it's not just you're always getting positive reinforcement for doing good because then you're only doing good when you want something and you're not getting a punishment every time you do something bad because half the time you don't care about the punishment. But it's that up and down level, like give and take. Okay, so we're doing the star system. I got younger kids, five and three. We do the star system. But I tell my wife, okay. let's not start handing out stars for everything right, right, they're exactly. doing, right? Take time. Yeah. So like my, my daughter makes her bed. She's like, do I get a star for that? I'm like, no, that's just part of life. You know, that's just... Right. Yeah. Right? So my, my wife is like, no, she gets a star for that. So we're fighting over... Who gets stars for what? Are you getting stars? <laughs> you, I ain't getting shit. Get um, but <laughs> my wife, after that, it's it's a whole thing. It's like um, she made a whole like a uh, maze, like a, like a, like a, almost like a like a little walkway where That's they get stars, and then if they get the last stars, which is twenty six stars, they get a prize or they get something from whatever it it could it could be candy or it could be something a a toy or what have you and i don't know again i struggle with the way i grew up and the way we're raising our kids now i think Uh the way the kids are being raised now you know across the united states soft soft I feel yeah. I I think I think the the kids got more control now than they ever have from what they want to wear to school. Like my my wife again, she's bringing out options. Do you want to wear this 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 or this? And the kid gets to pick. I go, they don't get to pick. We pick. We're running the boat. And you go to school and you get picked on, and that's part of growing up, right? Or how about this morning? I'm like, son, what do you want for breakfast? Mom, I'll have a banana with peanut butter on it. And then I would like the green banana smoothie, please, with the spinach. And then also a piece of banana bread. And I was like, back up. Like, which one do you want first? And you're only getting the next when you eat them, right? But then, and he actually like like, eats it, right? So he's very, he knows what he wants. But then he's done with the banana bread. And he's like, mom, mom, where's my juice? And I'm like, dude, I'm over here making your lunch. Like this short like, order cook, right? Yeah. That's what we are. But, but they know, you know they get one, it. That's the thing. A friend of mine did, um, I thought this was interesting. They do a star system, but what they did is they only do it for each day of the week. And every week they give each of their two children 
a role, a, a chore that, that is like a new chore so that every day of that week, they've got to nail that new chore among other things. Mm-hmm. And that's what they get the star for. And they're the ones that use money. But I was like, that's kind of interesting because then it's like they've got a really specific. I, um, you know, listen, I, this is a podcast. So your, your listeners may not know this, but this is a, a mixed race marriage. And um, I'm for folks who've never watched the Today Show, I'm black. And for folks who've never watched, you know, Fox or Sigus, my wife is not black. Uh, she's Polish. Uh, AK, I'm white. AK white. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I remember early on when we had kids, um, we were, but the folks were up for dinner. And I forget, you know, it was, it was a meal and, and our son was younger. And he did that thing that my wife just described where he presented, you know, what he wanted for dinner. And shortly thereafter, uh, my father and I were talking, and keep in mind, my father was a male clerk, you know, 40 years, didn't go to college. He mocks routinely uh, large swaths of our lifestyle, bottled water, you know, just to be just as no patience for uh, a lot of a lot of the things we've come to enjoy in life. And uh, after dinner, we were talking, and he's like, uh, uh, you let that boy uh, order at dinner every night? I said, like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you all had you know, spaghetti, and he asked for chicken tenders or chicken nuggets. And in the moment, I'm like, "You never told me about that." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, you weren't," because when we were kids, whatever was made, there's yeah. there. That's what you ate. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't like it, well, you didn't eat. Yeah, that was your choice. Right. You eat the liver or the Brussels sprouts, or you just go to bed hungry. And guess what? We turned out fine. Yeah. So what happened? How did it get this way? I think it came from a good place. I think every generation, you know, you want to do a little bit better for your kids than your parents did for you. And, you know, I think for us, you know, you you, you, you do a little bit better professionally and, and you can provide a little bit more for your kids. So you do that. And then, you know, next thing you know, you wake up one morning and one of the children's complaining about the quality of the yogurt. And, and you're like, oh, I, I don't know what happened to our children. How did they get so spoiled? And then you do a full self-evaluation and you're like, oh, that's right. I did it. Well, but the reality is I'm spoiled too. And so are you. And so are you. That's the struggle for me is so when you reach a certain amount of success in your profession, you want to reap the benefits of all the blood, sweat, and tears you put into your career, right? And I often give an example of, uh, I just grew up in a working class middle family. My father took me to a Chicago Bulls game. We sat up in the nosebleeds, right? So when I got the opportunity later on in life to sit in the front row, I had a, um, a, a gauge of, oh, I used to sit here and now I'm sitting here. But with our kids, like, I don't want to go sit up in the bleeds now. What am I? So I'm going to take my kid to a game. We're going to have good seats. I struggle with teaching them uh, struggle. You almost have to, like, there there is no struggle anymore, right? You have to be in economy before you went to business class. You what? You have to be in economy before you went yeah, to business yeah, class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. a business class, right? Exactly. Like you you fly in, in coach before you get to first class. Now it seems like everything's first class. How in the hell do you instill like work ethic and and uh, stick-to-itiveness to your kids when they're already living the life that 
successful people are living. I, what do you do? Well, we stick them in coach while we sit in first. So we, <laughs> that's great. Better that's great. So, until you just mentioned that about the seats, I didn't think about this in a way, you know, not only is it about them earning it, but also in a way we as parents, you could look at it or doing them a disservice of realizing that later in life and feeling really grateful for it. Right. Like, there have been instances, and I'm sure you feel the same way when you did something with your dad or your parents, and then later on in life, you get to do it in such a, a more amazing way, and you get to have that conversation of like, wow, guess what I, you know. The, the problem is, as kids get older, and you'll see this, Sebastian, I tried this, I tried the tactic that our parents used when we were kids, you know, and they meant it. They were like, oh, you like that pair of shoes? I'm sorry, to son, we can't afford that. And I, I've, I've used that in the past with my son. I said, son, you know, but we can't afford that. I tried that about six or nine months ago and without missing a beat, my son was like, dad, I mean, you just got back from Beijing covering the Olympics. I know they paid you extra for that. And in the moment I'm like, um, actually, no, that's not true, but that's really smart. And Sebastian, if, if your kid can turn on Netflix and watch a special, they're going to know that dad's got some bucks. So you're, you're, you're not going to be able to convince them that you're poor. But <laughs> what you can do, and Al Roker um, said this to me a couple years ago, um, because he, you know, he reared, he's got three kids, and, and, and these kids knew growing up that, that dad was doing the weather every day on the Today Show, so he wasn't like poor. But he said that anytime he would take them out for something nice, for an experience that other kids couldn't get, he would take a moment and talk to them eye to eye and tell them this is not how most people get to enjoy life. And your grandfather drove a bus and blah, blah, blah. And he used those as teachable moments to talk about the importance of hard work and how if you do work hard, then you too can do this. And I think that's actually the most important thing because there's a good side of all of you being very accomplished is the modeling of behavior so that your kids actually see that you weren't just given this, you worked really hard to get it. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're trying to instill in your kids, right? We're not just giving handouts, but if you too work really hard and you want something that's important to you, you can achieve it too. So there's also good things about success that they see that hard work and behavior and, and talking one-on-one -on -one about that is important. Yeah, I always tend to look at the the negative side of things, though. So uh, maybe, maybe I gotta get my my so, attitude so, right. So how are you gonna convince your kids that 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 they're like that struggle is real? What are you gonna do? Well, I often like take them aside. For example, this is what we went to Disneyland, right? Went on all the rides. Da, 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 da. We had some stuffed animals, so I bought some extra stuffed animals. And on the way out, we gave them to kids walking in, right? And I was trying to nice. I was trying to say, listen, this is great that we get to spend all this time and, and we get to have all these stuffies or whatever, but other kids don't don't have what we have. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna put a smile on somebody's face today as they walk in. And I had the kids give the animals to the other kids. Now parents didn't know what was going on. I just I just said, Hey, we'd like to give, you know, Mickey my and you know what? We got some we got some attitude from these parents. <laughs> You know, they're like, what are, you, what are you doing? Why, why are you doing this? I said, no, we just, you know, we have some extra Mickey Mouse we want to give away. And and, and I got looks like what, from people go, what do you think? We can't afford it? No, I'm just it's, handing out. It's uh, like you try and even do a good deed yeah, today. Man. People look at you like, 
you know, wh- why is your kid talking to my kid? So anyway, that's how I'm trying to deal with it. Uh, and I just like to hear stories of other parents and, and how they're how, how they're dealing with it. Now, I, I, I know uh, you guys are busy. I just wanted to leave on this one thing. I know you have a charity golf tournament that you started uh, last year in honor of your brother. And I just uh, wanted to open it up, see how people could get involved in it. And could you explain a little bit about it? Great. Oh, this is wonderful because what I'm also hearing, Sebastian, is that you're going to come and play uh, in September in, in the tournament. That'd be awesome. I mean, oh, this is this is doc. I mean, I, like, I love the fact that you left the doctor right out of this. This invite. is happening pretty much with every caller. The last caller also invited him to play I, golf at his course in North Carolina, where he actually has a no, place, and I've never been invited. I, so I, I just, I, I'm I just here. Finish. I didn't finish. I yeah. was, I was about, I was going to be in my next breath. You didn't give me a chance, Doc. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, no, I, my my older brother, uh, he was diagnosed with with colorectal cancer at the age of thirty nine, and um, and we lost him uh, four years after that, and um, you know it was it was uh, sudden, and we have both sort of taken that up as as a cause, and we were approached by uh, the Colorectal Cancer Alliance uh, shortly after his death about getting involved, and, and we did. And um, we were trying to figure out a way to help with um, not just money, but money and awareness. And so um, they were like, you know what really reeks in money? They're like charity golf tournaments. And I was like, well, you know, I'm a pretty terrible golfer, and my wife's a little bit better, but we're not big golf people. But I started talking to some folks, and we're friends with uh, Darius Rucker and and – and uh, Darius was like, hey, you know what? If, if you do a, a charity golf tournament, I'd come up and, and do a concert. And I was like, that's an idea. So we got, you know, Hooting the Blowfish and a bunch of other great 90s bands like Sister Hazel. And Spin Doctors. Spin Doctors. Wow. And so we did this concert on Sunday night. And then Monday morning, we all got up a little hungover. And uh, we played some some charity golf. And we raised about $1.2 million last year. Wow. Uh, for the colorectal cancer alliance and um it's yeah it's a um it's funny because we just had our meeting yesterday about this year's tournament and i said initially that we were we talked about maybe just kind of doing it every other year and then last year we we um we had so much success that um that we decided we're gonna do it every year but i i won't encourage folks if you're 45 years old get checked and listen to your body my brother uh, uh, um he ignored some signs and by the time the doctors found it. It was um, it was too late. So the guidelines have changed over the last few years, Doc. As you know, now it's it's forty five unless you have a history of the disease in your in your family. If that's the case, then you talk to your doctor because you might want to get scoped earlier. But the colonoscopy, Sebastian, have you had a colonoscopy? Oh yeah, oh yes, not that bad. I see. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's not that bad. And I I said years ago that they 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 sell it raw. They sell the colonoscopy. I think they should sell the propofol experience. And if you sell the propofol experience, you'll have folks lined up around the corner yeah. begging to get a colonoscopy. I woke up and I was like, wow, that wasn't that bad. And then I also had more energy. I got great sleep. I had more energy and I had peace it's of mind. That's, That's it. great. That's, That's it. it. That, that, that alone should have people going tomorrow. PSA. Listen, is there a website somewhere where people could go and look at some information? You got a website uh, about the tournament or any other other information we could find out? 
The Colorectal Cancer Alliance website. Okay. Um, it's, it's basically, but more information about the tournament is, is there. Um, and um, if you want to play in the tournament, actually, Sebastian, if folks who are listening want to play, there's always some spots that are open. Let, play. Come to the I, concert. I'd like to perform at the damn thing. Yeah, it's it. on tape. It's on tape. Sebastian, listen, we'll, listen, we'll work it out. If if I'm available in September, I would definitely like to participate in the in the charity. Done. I'll have All my right? people call your. People. I know I'm not Hootie and the Blowfish, but or the Spin Doctors, or the Spin Doctors, no, not at all. But I can make people laugh. What? I've seen your concert, Sebastian. I'd, I'd say I'd say you are. I, I'm good. I mean, I'm good to go. You. Okay. Thank you. We'll leave the doctor at home. Uh, guys. Thank you for joining us. We know you're busy. Uh, pleasure talking to you both. And uh, we wish you the best with your kids and your beautiful family. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks. you, guys. It's really fun. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So uh, always nice talking to parents that are in the uh, professionals, yep. you know, and are, and are managing a family. It's 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 a far cry from yeah. how I grew up. I'll tell you that right now. And seeing different, different perspectives, mm -hmm. you know, how they were brought up versus how they're raising their children. It's, it's interesting because we're seeing a similar theme here and it's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Another great show. Uh, <laughs> I got to tell you, it's fun talking to uh, professionals, mothers and fathers, as they're trying to raise their kids. Because, again, a lot different than we grew up, at least for myself. My mother was kind of always at the house. Dad was working. Now, two income households trying to, to try and raise the families. And, and 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 successful people at that. So and we're seeing a common theme, right? All as parents, we're all going through the same thing. No mm -hmm. matter how we grew up, parenting right now is very similar. It feels like you're on an island, but we're all going through the same stuff. It's nice talking about it. Yeah. Also learned a lot about uh, LA tap water on this show. Give your kid maybe once a week a little LA tap water. They're gonna get their fluoride, but they're also gonna come down with diabetes. See you next week. Daddy vs. Doctor. The opinions expressed in this program are not intended as professional medical advice, as a diagnosis, as a treatment protocol, or as a substitute for professional medical advice from your physician. Please consider your own medical history and consult with your own physician for your specific health care and or medical needs and about your concerns for yourself and your family.